Hey, I'm Brock with Brock Entertainment, and this is the I Do IQ podcast, where each and every week we're going to be discussing the latest in wedding and event trends. And in the end, you will have the best wedding and event experience ever. This is the I Do IQ podcast. Let's begin. Welcome back to the I Do IQ podcast. I'm your host, Brock Short with Brock Entertainment. We got Brittany Bloom over here. It's me. With, uh, who are you with again? Huh? Huh? What? Brittany Bloom? What? Who do you work for? (laughs) (laughs) Bloom Events and Designs. Brittany Bloom Events and Design. You are so close every time. Always add the S. And we have a special guest. You want to introduce him? I do. We have our friend Mike Coon. Mike Coon, who was on this this podcast way back when. It's been a few years. It has. But then again, it's been a few years since we've done this podcast. We're not filming anymore. Oh, goodness. That's why Brittany and I don't dress up. No, we sure don't. He's looking good in his suit. He's ready to party. It all it's in the inflection of your voice. People can tell. (laughs) There you go. I like that. All right. Hey, I want to kick today. Today's episode off with a wedding horror story. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. I read this online. This is good. This bride had 14 attendants. Each of them got their own song to walk down the aisle to, which is what? As a DJ, 14 different songs for each bridesmaid. I would walk away. The church was overpacked <laughs> by 100 people. What? The air broke in July in no. said church, Mm-mm. and there was no windows in it. No windows in the church. So many people no. wanted to recite poems or sing songs or whatever. The groom's brother gave the wedding talk and turned it into a remember when we did this blow by blow of their entire childhood. Nope. We finally got to the blessedly cool reception hall. Dinner was supposed to start at 6 p.m. At 8.30 p.m., the bride fainted from lack of food. This was after another two and a half hours of cousins and aunts and uncles giving speeches and poems and songs one right after another. You know what, what I kind can of wedding tell you, is this? You know what I can tell dinner. you right now? They don't have a planner. Why they didn't do this after the food was served, I will never know. And finally, around midnight, there was a fight between the best man and one of the grooms. Both of them were blackout drunk and wanted one of the 14 bridesmaids numbers. They decided to fight it out in the middle of the dance floor. Classy. What? Like, yeah, what kind of party was this? I want to see the pictures. I don't. (laughs) I can picture it. Yeah. I've got an image in my head and that's probably accurate. But as a DJ, if there was a fight, I would play. Are you ready to (laughs) rumble? Yeah. That'd be funny. All right. Today we're talking about alcohol at weddings and events. Yeah. Mike, you've been doing the bartending with Coon Saloon, your own company, but how long have you been bartending in general? Uh, Going on 15 years now. Oh, wow. 50 years. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, 15. 15. I knew you were going to do that. And what is your favorite drink to make? Uh, The old fashioned, hands down. Mm. And what makes a good old fashioned? Just paying attention to what you're doing. Just okay. your technique is, it's a really short learning curve. Just how you build it and, and, and how you execute the drink. And in my opinion, old fashioned is better when you don't have ice that melts super fast. Right. You get one of those big ice blocks or balls. Yeah. Those are of, the best. You want a, a cold temperature. Yes. But, but without a lot of dilution. Yes. yes. 100%. You know who taught me that? Who? One of my DJs, Jason Riddler. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is the king of the old fashioned. Got He's it. Like, yeah. That one, Wait, is way Jason the one ice. that lives in Texas now? Yeah, Houston. Yeah, I like him. Yep, good guy. He's a Jack and Diane guy. He always asks me for Jack and Diet Coke. There you go, Jack and Diet Coke. So I came across this this uh, website that was talking about the ultimate wedding alcohol list. You tell me if this is on your list. 
All right, just for fun, here we go. Power rankings of them. Starting number one, champagne. Number one. You know, no. It says you can't have a wedding without it. Okay, is it real champagne? Or are they saying just like something sparkling, like Prosecco or like a sparkling wine or something? Champagne, yeah. Something like that. I mean, if it's mine, you're going to have champagne, but that's my favorite. Right, and it's personal preference. Yeah. Okay. Number two, red wine. Says you can have it during cocktail hour. It will be served with dinner and it pairs well with chocolatey desserts. Plus, there aren't many people who flat out refuse to drink it. How do you feel about that, Mike? Same things, personal preference. I've had a couple of brides that uh, that refuse to have it at their reception because of horror stories. Oh, getting um, on their dresses. Getting on their dresses. And one that that I actually saw it happen. So, oh, really? Yeah. Wine is not easy to get out. See, I'm the one that's like, you have to have red wine because there are some people that will not drink anything but red wine. Right. That's true. All right. Number three, vodka. It's easy to drink on its own, it mixes well with almost everything. If you're going to choose only one spirit, vodka is it. Hands down. It's two to one over every other spirit. Really? Easily. It's the most versatile. Yeah. It disappears into things. You can make people go, I want something. I want to taste the alcohol. And I'm like, okay, but you asked for this. <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> you asked for it. What's your favorite vodka mixed drink? Lemon drop. Oh, I love mem- uh, lemon drops. That used to be my go-to when I was uh, still in my party phase. <laughs> when you were an alcoholic. Yeah. Yep. Easily. Now the cocktail, not the shot. Yeah. It's essentially, it's just the cocktail. It's just more. It's, it's just more shot. of it. It's, it's yeah. diluted more. Those are delish. They yeah. are. They're really good. All right. Number four, beer. Whether it's domestic or craft beer is always a great option for a party. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it comes down to personal preference for the biggest part, but I would say you're going to go more with a light commercial beer than your craft beer because for 300 guests, uh-huh. on average, if I have four cases of craft beer and the rest 28 are commercial, I will have two and a half cases of craft beer left. There's going to be a couple guys that are drinking that stuff. The rest of them are like, nah, just give me a, you know, a Mick Ultra. But, but you do have to have that Mick Ultra on hand. Always. Always. Yeah. So some sort of light sort of beer you always have to have because the guys, the groomsmen, guys, the young kids that are just starting to drink, like that's what they gear towards. Right. I feel like that's not the right word. They don't have the palate for it. They just want something that's going to keep them slightly hydrated. Yeah. They want something that they feel like they could drink a lot of without getting completely smashed. And they can. They'll get smashed. full before they get hammered a lot of times. Yeah. 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 Well. All right. Number five, bourbon. That's the casual whiskey drinker. And then there's the bourbon drinker. Every party has a few of them. Bourbon can be su- substituted for whiskey, but not the other way around. When in doubt, bourbon over whiskey. Oh, that's a good Correct. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Bourbon over whiskey. Because okay. of the versatility of bourbon. You can have whiskey like Crown Royal is not bourbon. And one time they had a failed line that came out and it literally said, you know, Crown Royal bourbon style. And then there was a big label at the bottom, a disclaimer and in bold white lettering that said, this is not real bourbon. And so, really? of course, it flopped. Because What's the difference like, between the, bourbon and whiskey? The grain, the, the amount of grain used, it's like 51%, must be 51% wheat made. To, um, it used to be, it had to be made in, in Kentucky on yeah. the bourbon trail to be considered legally bourbon. I didn't like know that. Champagne has to be from France. But you can, France. as long as you have the right grain bill, you can make bourbon pretty much anywhere. It's just, you know, Canadian whiskey is made in Canadian whiskey style. So interesting. Look at that guy. He's not just a bartender. No. He's a nerd. So, <laughs> all right. White so wine, which is good. It's good. <laughs> Why, you want your experts to be nerds about what they are experts I'm in. I'm a self-proclaimed nerd. Just yeah. geek out on it. It's so fun. Yeah. We just look at you. We know you're a nerd. Yeah, I know. So that's good. All right. <laughs> white wine, more of a, a cocktail hour beverage than an all-night drink. White wine is a staple Mm-mm. for those who prefer something light on the palate. 
I feel like that's. I feel like that's. It's not true. People are going to drink white wine. Oh, the so if they're night. drinking white wine, they're going to drink it throughout the evening. People will will pick their favorite beverage and yeah, stick and with stick it. it. Yeah, that's the easiest path yeah. to staying well. No, you know, <laughs> stay, right, sick, right. You know, right. Stay with the one thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like because you can either have like a full bar uh-huh. or you can do. Nobody ever does just beer and nobody ever does just wine. So I feel like it's either full bar or beer and wine or beer, wine and a signature drink. And like, so when it comes to that, you have to have the options. So red wine and white wine, always two of each uh-huh. because you're going to get your your light wine drinkers of like Grigio, Pinot Grigio and Sauvignon, mm, Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. But then you have that one person that wants that Chardonnay. So having some a nice buttery Chardonnay. Yeah. Do you have anything on oat? <laughs> Yeah. And oaked. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't like Chardonnay, so. Not but yeah, for you. and then with the, for the reds, you always, what we typically do, and you know, usually when I send you my list, is like a red blend and then like a cab or a Merlot, something drier and then something that everybody can enjoy. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Number seven, gin. It's vodka's partner in crime. This distilled spirit is a very in vogue at the moment and opens up a world of cocktail options such as martinis, gimlets, and of course the classic gin and tonic. I say yes, but I'm a gin drinker. I put gin at a number lot of people, four on, yeah. the, on the five spirits. Because a lot of people don't like it. the chart goes, I would put it past tequila. Um, oh. Because gin. You know what? On this just, list, tequila's not even on this list. Really? Yeah. I also think that it's reg- like it's like regional. It like is as regional. far as like what you do. Because like in Texas, whiskey and tequila were always like the two big ones that we had to have oh yeah have ranch water yes down. yes but hmm. out here we don't get that as much no but gin is a Whiskey little bit more getting, off-putting yeah. the botanicals they add to it the juniper especially like i couldn't even smell gin from 11 to like a few years ago because i ate a juniper berry with as an exploratory child and got <laughs> sick as a dog i was oh, like this no. smells good it wasn't it but, wasn't <laughs> but no that's the Gin uh, and some people it affects just the botanical blend in the alcohol. Just you it know, like whiskey well affects people. people. Some people really adversely, and like some people we call you know gin soaked barber. We'll say for instance. See, yeah, and that's tequila for me. I don't go near tequila. You don't go near it at I'm all. Not very often. So I put it at number tequila five, makes your clothes or four right fall now. off. Tequila just you know? I get angry. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: is like Eric calls it Britney Boom, and she loves everybody except. I for love him. that. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> loves everybody except for him. She he has not made an appearance in many years. Thank goodness. Like um, Frank the Tank. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Brittany, boom! Here comes a here comes a boom, ready or not. <laughs> but it's 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 pretty hysterical because I really do. I love everybody except for Eric. When I'm yeah, anyways. yeah. Let me sense. tell you about your mother. <laughs> no, don't say that. I love my mother-in-law. Usually, she actually just stayed with us for four days. So watched watched Ollie while we were gone. Nice. Uh, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. Jane is like very controversial with people. They're like, oh no, I hate that. We're not having that. Yeah. Or they love it like me. Yeah. Yeah, gin's my go-to. I'll just hear them go, oh, I can't have that. Yeah. Like hammy from over the head. Yeah. The energy drinks. What's I, your I favorite have those. gin drink to make? Man, I really love to make a nice crisp gimlet, but cucumber coolers are, yeah, uh, those are big right now. Just, they're so well received. And it was yeah. for a summertime drink, especially when it's hot, because it's a mix of cucumber and gin and mint. You know, you're, you're adding mm. more botanicals to a botanical drink. Oh, yeah. Drink, yeah. So. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a French 75 girl. Oh, of course you are. Sure. Uh, number eight, whiskey. Much like vodka, whiskey pairs well with a lot of other beverages. Whiskey is a top requested spirit at any event with a bar, but with only a small range of flexibility for cocktails, it's lower 
are on our list. I think I agree with that. No, what do you think, Mike? I really, honestly, I put whiskey, bourbon in kind of a category, subcategory, because it's the same. They're both the brown liquors are made in the same essentially way, just Uh different grain bills. But if you get into scotch, now scotch is totally different from whiskey. But for them to say that it's very limited, is that's not true. I mean, you're only limited as far as your imagination is, as far as what combinations you can make for you know, you a good cocktail. Mike Whenever Mike shows up, he's like, if you want to view paradise, <laughs> yeah. simply look around and view well, it. Well, and I, you know what? And the snozzberries really do taste like <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But like, yeah, whiskey is, I, so I mean, living in Texas, I grew to like whiskey a lot more. Do you drink it without mixing it? Just yeah. plain? Eric and I, a lot of time, we'll just, you know have like a little yes that's ashton's drink of choice is whiskey yeah and we we have like a particular one that we like which one do you really like penelope oh i've never heard of that really good ashton likes standard bottle is like 35 bucks but then their specialty ones are like 70 yeah i actually like the original the best so far ashton's got a whole bunch of them but she likes breckenridge a lot Uh so whenever we drink together when she wasn't pregnant she would have a plain whiskey yeah. and I would do the peanut butter whiskey screwball because <laughs> I don't like I can't just like the old fashions and stuff I can't oh see I it's love so a good old fashioned I love a good Manhattan like yeah. I, I like an old fashioned there used to be a bar in downtown Rogers that's no longer there but they would make a chocolate one or a vanilla one uh. old fashioned and I could stomach that that was really good see we we did Tuscan Trotter for Eric's birthday a few weeks back and they have a like a really great selection of like Manhattans and old fashions right uh-huh. now with different kinds of whiskeys i we really enjoyed it i mean you look cool when you're holding that whiskey glass and you're sipping on it i mean i just i'm not cool wrinkle your face cool. up when you're doing it you don't look as like cool. uh could i get some of those uh those umbrellas in this <laughs> some <laughs> some fruity Brock over there drinking his mai tai or something like i want something fruity and sugary and, and some see, mango in this i can't that's why number nine i'm a big fan of rum a great liquor for mixed drinks and a solid depth option to round out any bar. I love I rum. Don't touch rum. See, I put rum at number five on the top five spirits. So I put it's number five. Yeah, because it's just the least requested. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's not requested a lot, but yeah, it's, it's good. not one. That, I mean, you pineapple more, rum. You know, tiki drinks. No. You can make tiki drinks all day with rum. That's what it's. That's what I's. I'm all about. <laughs> pears, it's, it's from a tropical locale. Yeah. You, yeah. Anything tropical blends with. That's. It I feel like fluidly. that's the only time I really ever drink rum is if I'm on vacation in like some tropical place. Well, I like to pretend like I'm on vacation all the time. Well, but I don't drink that much, so yeah. just have some rum here and there. But definitely when you're on the beach or yeah. b- by the pool. Yeah. Let's go. And, yeah. That is a summer drink. <laughs> but you and, don't have to have a pineapple. You can church it up. You can call, you know, a rum and coke with a lime in it as a Cuba Libre. And they're like, oh, I'm having a Cuba Libre. Oh, What's that's that? good. Like, oh, hey. That just sounds cool. It's just a rum yeah. and coke with a lime in it, but it sounds good. And number 10 on the list, liqueurs. This generalized group includes spirits such as Triple Second Bailey's and are absolutely necessary for creating wedding signature cocktails. I don't think they're absolutely They're not necessary. absolutely. I mean... If you have a crutch and you need a low-hanging fruit, Ooh. sure, pick it. Yeah, you know, your, fired over here. <laughs> your flavor combinations can come from any, you know. But yes, liqueurs definitely make it easier. And there's some liqueurs that are highly sought after, like uh, green chartreuse. Is uh-huh. I don't think you can even get chartreuse anymore because the the monks that make the Benedictine monks that make the different chartreuses only make so much per year. And they're like, we're not going to exceed this. This is how we do it. We've done it for centuries. If you don't like it, then don't have it. So they Montel Jordan this? For real. This is how we do it. I mean, it's how they do it. They've done it this way and they're not going to change. That's, I don't even know what you just said, but that sounds interesting. But this is a, it's a, (laughs) 
it's so aromatic and it's you only need like the, just part of an ounce of something oh, to yeah. change the whole like chemistry of a drink you heard but it you here can first. Also, you can get, is, like, there's a, there's a bar in downtown this. i want to say it's in downtown manhattan that has one of the last remaining bottles that they know of and you can get it it might be called the baccarat lounge because you can get a baccarat glass uh-huh. and these are like it's a five thousand dollar drink and they use a, they use like a quarter of an ounce of this green chartreuse and then several other very high-end spirits to make this cocktail it better be worth it at the end you get to keep this hand-blown like tiffany quality glass you ask ask randall right about baccarat okay because he'd be the guy okay you know expert on that's interesting i just saw this it says going back to willy wonka candy is dandy but liquor is quicker that's what willy wonka once said Mm -hmm. candy is dandy but liquor is is quicker. Well, a lot. I got a quick list real <laughs> fast. Says you can separate your liquors into clear and colored options like vodka and bourbon together, gin and rum. Wait, what? What? You separate them into clear and colored options. So vodka and bourbon, those are the two most common liquor choices oh, for anybody. Oh, got it. Okay, now I know what you're saying. So if you're just getting two, I guess. Got uh, it. Gin and rum. Gin is a popular choice for fancy cocktails. Rum is more for fun drinks. Irish whiskey and tequila to vermouth and cognac. No? Uh. You mean like this would be the this two spirits like, you would offer? This would be the offer? two spirits you would yes. offer. Like these are oh, the two. Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. Uh, it's different. I don't know. For the most... Uh, I would uh, say a combination of three or four of those, but just to, to pick those two, like, Ugh. it's kind of a staunch contract. Like, I don't know. Gin? I wouldn't do that. So, I, and like, here's the thing. It's like, you can't... It says it gives it versatility at your cocktail bar. No, because your friends aren't going to know what they... And your family members are not going to know what they have... Now, if you see, yeah. use these as your base spirits and you're going to have some signatures, that's one thing. Yeah. You've, you've already chosen this right. is what you're going to like. We know that these drinks the are menu. good. There's two different ones to choose from. If you don't like sweet, you can go with savory yeah. or, you know, yada, yada. But to just go, well, here's the two spirits, pick something. And people are like, I don't even drink either yeah. one of these. I, I don't. Yeah. What I do you have for, do it. And they'll go, what do you have for beer? Yep. Yeah. Or wine. Yeah. 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 Champagne. When should you serve champagne? Always, in my opinion. But that's because I love I mean, it. again, that comes to personal preference. Yeah. Are you going to do you want to serve it to your guests as they arrive as a greeting? Yeah. It you, says you could indulge in some mimosas while you're getting ready in the morning. Absolutely. So the girls are always drinking that. I and thought that then, was a standard issue. Like, uh, is that gla- yeah. As a glass on the way into the reception? Yeah, that's we're doing that again. Mm-hmm. And then cocktail hour. Sometimes you'll do a champagne cocktail. Mm-hmm. It says sparkling wine and champagne are a major part of your wedding day. I think they are. It's just it's, it's at least for the toast. Yeah. To have something sparkling for your toast when you cut the cake. Yeah. And at least, you know, it may not be for everybody, but it is for like the couple. Like it's definitely uh-huh. something that people associate with weddings is that bubbly, you know, moment, that bubbly drink. Oh, I like this. Whatever. What do you how do you feel about this? It says if we could give you one piece of advice regarding your champagne selection, it's this spend up and overbuy. There's no worse hangover than the one you get from cheap champagne. Amen to that. And even if you save the good stuff for yourself, you should always have a few more bottles than you think you'll need. Mike, you agree with that? I agree. I don't know necessarily because I've tasted some champagnes, a lot of champagnes, and it, it's been my opinion the, that the more expensive it is, the, the worse it tastes. The worse we it tastes, I agree. This. You and I talked and about this the I agree, day. yes. And, and you're talking about getting a hangover from it. So how much champagne are you drinking? Are you having <laughs> one for the toast? Or are you drink champagne <laughs> all, all night, night long? Yeah. I mean. I, I don't see a ton of champagne at weddings in general. No. And 
unless not as much. It's oh. usually it's usually a few bottles for like just the bride. Maybe and groom. or a toast if they want to so do a toast. It's used as a toast yeah. or available at the bar. Mike, Mike uh-huh. and I had to, but not really. But unless they want to do the toast and whatever we bought over, they just want to run through. Right. Yeah. Mike and I it's had good. to hand pour uh, a few a few bottles of champagne. We've done that. Yeah. A couple months ago on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> like we would like this poured. Okay. Yeah, you and I go. I'm gonna help. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I'm like sitting there. Next on this list, beer and wine. Beer and wine are such essential choices for wedding beverages that some couples choose to serve them exclusively. Yeah. Plus, it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot, a lot cheaper. cheaper to do a just a beer cheaper. and wine. Beer and wine are also terrific complementary pieces to your wedding bar as a whole. So, okay. if you're having an open bar, there, the open bar's best friend. Yeah. So you can't uh, have an open bar and not have beer and wine. This is Agreed. true. Yeah. Mixers, citrus and ice. Every ultimate wedding yeah. alcohol list should include mixers. So make sure I hate going to a wedding that doesn't have a good selection of mixers. Agreed. If you're going to do like an open, like a full open bar or whatever, you need to have all of like the Sprite, the Coke, the Diet Coke, the even the, the cranberry juice. List. Yeah. The Coke, standard Sprite, list. Orange Diet, juice, tonic, cranberry. club, cranberry and orange juice. There you go. You yeah. need at least those yep. six ingredients. Yeah. You got to have them. It, yeah. You go. Oh, uh, could I get a a Coke? Oh, we're and, just gonna do. Uh, we're oh, we just don't have do Coke. Coke and Sprite. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, if you yeah, can have, not. if you can only have one fruit there, at least have limes. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Citrus is essential. And star fruit. Pull it right? together. Yeah, star fruit. Star fruit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody the other day, I was at a, a restaurant with my parents. Where were we? Oh, we were at Cheddar's in 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 Wichita, Kansas, after my grandma's funeral. And my mom's like, I go, uh, I need some lemon for my water. And my mom goes, could uh, I get some orange, which is really good in water. And I go, ah, just throw some star fruit in there too. You guys, <laughs> star fruit and some kiwi. Just name all the fruits. Just bring, bring a fruit basket over so we can put it in our water. All right. What do you think about this? Bartenders versus mixologists. Which should you choose and why? No, Mike answer. What are you, Mike? I, you know. A little bit of like both. I keep both. getting called mixologist, but I, I find that there's kind of a negative image around what is people that, that What's call themselves mixologists like is that, like too good for like yeah a, pretentious yeah. i mean a good bartender should have some really good mixology skills but it's really it's like chemistry balanced with alchemy there you go you know you're, you're doing a little bit of pseudoscience in there too yeah what if we added some of this so what so, got you into this game this uh this mixology this bartending game now honestly it was uh i was working in a one of the big boxes corporate uh-huh. and one of my friends kept coming in with all this extra food and i was like dude how do i get in on that i want to you know a big thing of mashed potatoes and yeah. steak and he's like well come with me and so i started working like for cash money under the table and <laughs> one time the lady goes hey you know we're we're catering this thing they they want a bartender can you bartend and i was like well i can drink <laughs> and, uh, and so it was kind of born like the next day she goes they were really impressed with you and i was like i didn't know shit this lady was like i didn't do anything yeah she goes could you make this surprise me and i'm like mixing you know vodka with milk or coffee cream where you're like this will be delicious and it's like all curdled it looks like oh, gross. A, oh, gross. a bottle you left in the back seat of your thoughts <laughs> for a week <laughs> but uh so i just started i just started buying my own gear and everything and, and i got into it and and i started studying techniques and, nice and i looked for online classes and you can find nothing and i looked for well maybe there's a college class and then i could find nothing and i was like well Nowadays. i'll just and now i found youtube and i found some really amazing so many guys. good things on youtube yeah, yeah. University but, of YouTube. but yeah. 15 years ago that didn't exist 
Right. <laughs> That's true. It, it, it wasn't a prevalent. For so sure. I just go and I, I like order drinks at Applebee's and, you know. Can I watch like, you make this drink, please? <laughs> back when a date would let you take them to TGI Fridays. I know. Those were the good old days, right? <laughs> the good old days. You want to go to uh, Chili's? <laughs> when Chapter 7 at the, you know, Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> make a decision. Uh, the last question here. Should you have alcohol at your wedding? I mean, it's based personal on your crowd, personal preference. Yeah, But for the most part, we see it. Like, I, I think we've only done a couple where we don't have it. I mean, it's a social lubricant. And yeah. you're, if you're going to bring 300 people together, give them something to, to talk about. Otherwise, they're just going to stare at each other, eat some cake and go home yeah. as soon as possible. Like, I understand if it's a religious thing. Totally get that. And yeah. I also understand if it's like a family that is recovering or maybe they're too young or whatever. But yeah, those are. But yeah, for the most part, people go to a wedding and they unfortunately, I don't know if it's like unfortunately, but like they they expect there to be food and alcohol. Yep. So at least give them what they want and make sure you're feeding them, please. Lots of lots yeah. and lots of food. So yeah. what they say about it is if you're concerned about over serving your guests, we recommend setting a drink limit for hard liquor. Do you see that a lot, Mike? Hard well, liquor drink limit? You so get like two. We'd, we've never really cut people off that way. Not at a wedding anyway. Right. Now that we've done corporate, corporate events. Corporate yeah, events, they usually like, get tickets. Yeah. And yeah. After, after this many, but we I've never seen it. It's kind of tacky to do a drink tickets at your wedding. Like if you don't trust him, <laughs> if you don't trust him don't invite him. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But what we will do is we'll say for cocktail hour, right after ceremony, we'll have an hour where people are getting, find out where they're going to sit, all that. We'll have cocktails and then we'll run through what we've got or we'll just hard stop those cocktails and then they'll only have beer and wine available throughout the rest of the reception. It. That is We've good. We've done that several times where it's, yeah, the signature drink is just either just at the reception or just at the cocktail hour. Mm -hmm. And then once you run out of it, you're, you're done. Out yeah, once it. it's yeah. done, it's you done. You big batch it if you can. Yep. Um, you know, sometimes you want to see them hand make whatever, but like if you can big batch it, do that and when it's gone. It's but at a wedding, it's hand making everything. It's tough. Can take a long time. That's why if you have a lot of guests coming, you need more than one bartender. Yes. Yep. Listen to your planners listen to your your bartending companies listen to yep. you know the people that have done this before you know you need at least what i would say for 150 people you need at least two bartenders if not three it depends on what's being what served. you're serving if right. it's so just beer and wine so my cutoff if it's for, beer and wine that's different but for like beer and wine my cutoff's yes. about 150 for, okay. for a single person now for cocktails i cut off about 80 85 depending on for the just one person yeah yeah because if you're making a cocktail if you're making good cocktails they take a minute they take yeah yeah sure if you have it batched you can scoop serve certain things you know, yeah dispense it throw a little garnish on top but if you're gonna make like old fashions take a few seconds you can't just pre i mean they sell them in a can and go. it's not good. it's not good at all it's not bless good. your heart if you're buying that but <laughs> you're not a true uh, alky i guess you I'll just put it on the shelf and let it eat through the can i'm not gonna go. drink uh, yeah so there you go. That is our list today. Mike, we're going to have you back. We're going to do another episode and uh, it's going to be about how much alcohol do you need for your wedding? So Sounds good. Be thinking about that. All right. Where can we find you, Mike? You can find me on Facebook at uh, Coon Saloon Mobile Bar Service and also at, at Coon Saloon on Instagram. All right. There you go. And he's got a MySpace page too. All right. Uh, and you can find him at any wedding and event. Most of them, him and his team are out there all the time. And Brittany Bloom, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening and make sure to subscribe and expect a new exciting episode each and every week. Please follow us on social as well at I Do IQ Podcast. If you have a guest recommendation or a topic you would like to hear discussed on the podcast, please let us know. The I Do IQ Podcast is recorded at the Civil Republic Production Studio in Bentonville, Arkansas and produced by me, Brock. For more information about Brock Entertainment, visit DJBrockEntertainment.com. Thank you again and we'll see you on the next episode.